0: Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour.
1: Welcome into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Joined this afternoon by Coach J.D. and Coach Mike on the board. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up?
2: Good afternoon.
1: It is Monday. It is February 20th. And I tell you what, you know, if you don't have basketball fever by now, then you probably need to go, go to the doctor and try to pick up some back. see if he's got any basketball fever he's he can give you.
3: Well, they got a cure for that called March Madness. They, I, 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 <laughs> and and that, is,
1: that is basically just a week away. And, um, uh, you know, last night was uh, – And I'm sure, being that we don't have an NBA team close to here, the closest one, I guess, is Memphis or the Atlanta Hawks, maybe. Um, But last night, uh, the NBA did their version of the uh, All-Star Game and the Eastern Conference, and this, this is correct. This is not a typo. I'm not reporting fictitiously. The Eastern Conference beat the Western Conference. Team Giannis beat Team LeBron 184 to 175 for a total point production between both teams of 359 points. Now, Las Vegas and all the local uh, bookmakers, BetMGM and Caesars and you know, all the ads that we see constantly on TV and here on the radio, they would have easily taken your bet, wager, for you could have bet over or under 324 points. Um, the number moved. I was watching it and because I bet the over every year. Every year I bet the over in that game, uh, basically because there's no defense played and it's just a – I was
2: going to ask if they put the defense on the sideline. It's and, just and an
1: absolute
2: – Whoever gets the ball, the defense goes to the sideline and gets out of the it's way. It's just an ole. I, don't oh, think, the, I didn't think you could score that many points without a defense.
1: Well, it's, it's – <laughs> it's they <laughs> use a lot that of points. They use that old Mexican ole bullfighting defense, and they just – they take off – they get the ball, take off to the basket, and the, the, the defender just gets out of the way and lets him come on through and – Lay the ball up and in, and um, it easily went over the 324 mark. It moved up to about 326 about an hour and a half before the game. There must have it went from 324 to 326 and a half, about an hour and a half, two hours before game time, and somebody must have come in and laid a lot, uh, a lot of money. Once it got to 3.26, then it dropped back down to 3.23. So there's a lot of movement between 3.23 and 3.26 a few hours before tip-off. So there was some money in Vegas being put, um, it looks like, initially on the over. And then once it got up to 3.26, they came back and put a a good amount on the under to get it back down to 3.23. And it leveled out at about 3.24. And I got on it uh, the day before at 3.24. And um, enjoyed every minute of it because they didn't play one lick of defense. I'm just I was going to
2: say, there's a lot of teams that have a hard enough time, would have a hard time scoring that many points in a shoot-around.
1: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> telling you. And, and, you know, what's kind of amazing is, you know, they the guys are shooting wide open threes. But, um, and, and, you know, there was no – no con- they were not contested by any means, These yeah. the majority of the threes uh, that I watched. I didn't watch the whole game completely. But I'm telling you – those guys uncontested, nobody in their face. They could hit three-pointers. Oh, yeah. They professional basketball. I mean, players. I'm just telling you, these – I mean, you're thinking, you know, these guys, it's, they're kind of showing out. They don't really want to drive to the bucket. They are not want to do any, exert too much – you know, I rarely saw any sweat on any of them's brow. But, uh, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, these guys are firing up NBA range threes. You know, they're, they're not – and of course, I have the over, and I'm thinking, why don't you just go on and just drive to the bucket, and lay it in? But instead, they're they're firing up threes, and they're hitting them. I mean, on a consistent basis. Is NBA is on a comeback? I don't know. I think in I think in the large cities around the United States, and I think overseas, uh, with the in in uh, the introduction of so many. European players, uh, African players—you name it. I mean, just the international flavor of the NBA over the years. Um, I think the NBA probably does pretty well
2: uh,
1: globally. Uh, you
2: know, it probably does oh, yeah. a lot better outside the United States.
3: Than right now, uh, compared to the last year, viewers are—it's up twenty-one yeah. percent this year than it was over last year. So, well, that,
2: now
1: that's that's my, a good little jump. My daughter-in-law. Um, Her two boys, one is very interested in sports. One could care less about sports. But the one that's probably, I would say, Sam's 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. And he is eat up with the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant and that, you know, he. I'm telling you, he just loves the Memphis Grizzlies. And, of course, he's a a young fifth, sixth grader that, that plays basketball and you know he wants to emulate those guys but i'm just telling you he just loves the memphis grizzlies and whether that whether that means he's going to grow up to keep that type of uh, interest in the nba I mean, who knows but i mean you know the the whole idea is to start them out young right coach lyle and yeah. you got i mean coach mike and and you got to you got to start them out young get them hooked young and hopefully they'll stay with you the rest of their lives yeah so
2: you know, a lot of times, you know, where they're losing people is the 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 competitive nature of the college game and the, and the up and down of it. You know, it's 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 exciting where the college where the pros, like you said, you know, like we kind of mentioned a couple of times here, defense seems to be right. You know, well, out, you know, the last time I ever heard anybody talk about a defensive team was the Pistons yeah. back in the '80s and '90s. Well yeah and, the, and they were, the, you know, the bad boys yeah Dennis and they Rod- considered the Dennis bad boys rodman of, you know, and yeah. bill and lambeer That's the first time that's the last time I remember anybody talking about a NBA team's defense.
1: And you talking about and I'll tell you what that that year that that little span of the bad boys for the Detroit Pistons a lot of those guys uh, three or four of them were uh, voted on to the All-Star team talking about the All-Star game and that was some years ago, and that, that's that's how long I've been betting the over in the All-Star game. And I remember betting a few years. I just started kind of getting into betting on the over of the All-Star game. Three or four years, and I hit and I hit it like three or four years straight, and I thought, oh, man, this is the easiest money I've ever made in my life. And so then here come the bad boys of the Detroit Pistons, and you're talking about Rodman and Lambeer. Uh they yeah, had a was, couple they had a couple of other players that, and they specialized in defense. They say, weren't the, they, they weren't the highest scoring team. i
2: say they weren't they were not known for scoring.
1: But I'm talking about they they probably kept they they were known to keep their teams that they played uh on a scoring average of probably under 90 points throughout the whole year. Well, you had a fear okay. of driving a basketball down the lane. you were about to get and your teeth knocked <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Cuz Bill Lambeard did not care. He Dennis was like Rodden the honey badger.
3: Bill um, you know, they just had a ton of them. On TV. But anyway, so I I'm, I'm, used
1: every one of their fouls. <laughs> so I'm betting. I'm betting the over uh, leading up to kind of the 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 reign of the bad boys when they put that whole team together, and um, the bad boys come along, and about three or four of them get picked for the All Star game. Well, I didn't play very close attention. I went on and bet the over. You know, <laughs> and let me tell you something. That game did not come close to going over. I'm telling you that all-star. And the reason why is because you had two or three of those players on the on the court at the same time, and they made their – Shot-blocking
2: clinics and, and defense clinics. Just basic defense. Like that. Yeah. That, were-
1: that's what they were known for, and they, when they were not allowed. They're going to let these other all-stars from the West, the Western Conference – come in there and show them up. They they went in there and played hard-nosed defense in that All-Star game, and it didn't come – and so for about – and, of course, hard-headed me, I said, well, you know, next year they'll lighten up. No, no. I think no. it went about – until they filtered out those guys yeah. from the Detroit Bad Boys team, the All-Star game went under there for a few years, and I, I fell victim. And then once they were gone, the numbers went back up. Um, the MVP yesterday was the Boston Celtics' Jason Tatum – Jason Tatum also set a All Star All stars game scoring record at fifty five points, and got the Kobe Bryant MVP award. And uh, people say, "Well, so what? Who gives Who gives a rat's butt about the Kobe Bryant MVP award?" Well, let me tell you something. Two thousand eighteen. This is why. The, this is why it might make a difference for Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics in two thousand eighteen. LeBron James got the All-Star MVP award, and he ended up in the finals of the, of the NBA, and they lost. I believe that was with Cleveland. In 2019, Kevin Durant won the MVP award. Kobe, I'm not sure if Kobe was gone at that. I think he was gone at that time. Anyway, Kevin Durant won the All-Star MVP, and he also made it to the finals that year, but he lost. Uh, in 20, Kawhi Leonard lost in the Western Conference semifinals, and he got the MVP award. In 21, Giannis – I can't pronounce the guy's name. You know who Duke. I'm talking about. Gesundheit. Yeah, that, the, <laughs> the guy, the big, the big dude plays that plays Milwaukee, for Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. He won it in 21, uh, and they won the NBA finals in 21. Last year, Steph Curry won the MVP award in okay. the All Star Game. State <clears throat> and won the championship. Sure did. So winning the chin and this year, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics has won the MVP. So at according according to the track writer, of winning into the into MVP
2: the it gets you there. It doesn't always
1: win, but you but get, I mean, at least there's it one, you two, there. three, four, five. The last the last yeah. five years, the MVP the MVP winner uh has made it to the finals. Yeah.
3: Can you tell me what Tatum played college ball at? North Carolina. LSU. Really? Yeah. Was it North Carolina? was it L S U?
1: Losing the State University.
3: He's a bad man. He well, is. Yes. And Boston got the best NBA record right now in the country.
1: Well, there you go. And you know Boston has a ton of NBA history of uh uh with the Celtics and um and one of my greatest sports weekends, I got to see uh, the Celtics and the Miami Heat play each other um, in the garden. Madison Square Garden. mm mm-hmm. And that was the same weekend uh, of the Kentucky Derby. We went out to Suffolk Downs in in Boston and watched the Kentucky Derby that afternoon. Came home that night, that, af- that evening, and – Got to go to the Celtics Miami Heat playoff game, which I had never been to an NBA playoff game, and it was awesome. Last night, sat in some chairs where people brought us uh, waited on you. They actually walked. They actually <laughs> walked up to the, to your row, and we were seeing kind of these big, big wide leather lounge chairs. I mean, it was pretty swanky. And uh, and a lady, a young lady, walk up, and she would stand at the end of the row, and you would tell her what you wanted to drink, what kind of. Adult beverage or beverage, whatever, and uh, they would go and popcorn. They would go and get it, and bring it back to you. I wow. mean, it was that's the way to live, guys. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> it's I mean, you in know, hurry, didn't it? <laughs> oh man, I mean, you know what I mean. Now I, I cringe every time I got to go to a ball game and get up and go go to the bathroom on my own. You know what I mean? I, I mean, good, yeah. it's crazy. So. uh All right. Well, congratulations to Jason Tatum, and um, we'll see. We're going to keep up with the Celtics and see if the Celtics make it this year to the deep into the playoffs, uh, like the All Star MVP player has over the past. Drake, did you watch the uh, slam dunk contest? I did not. I I didn't get to watch a minute of it. I was busy.
3: Why did you? Yeah, I watched this. Who won it? I can't think of the kid's name. Uh, It's unbelievable. Probably the best shot. Wasn't Spud Webb? No, Spud I mean, Spud <laughs> Webb probably was the most amazing. Yeah. yeah, this guy here was, I mean, he's a little taller than Spud, but some of the dunks he had, and uh, it was like, wow. I mean, you know, don't wow me a lot on stuff, but that, this cat here wowed me. There was a guy got on this other guy's shoulders and put the ball behind his head, and this cat starts by half court and jumps, leaps, grabs the ball out of his hand, pins against the backboard, and back slams it from behind. And so, when that, it was like everybody <laughs> went wild, lights, all smokes. Going I mean, they said, no doubt he's wanted. No boy has to dunk rest of the night. So.
1: Did the guy, do you run away with it? Yeah, he did. it? I mean, it wasn't
3: even close. No, it, wasn't it was close. I mean, everything he put up was, and, and the and the guy's a white guy that was about 6'1, 6'2, and never heard of the guy before. It was
1: It was a show. Well, obviously, he has some, Ooh, he has some hops, as they say. And it's, well, good for him. And, uh, you know, I I would imagine there was a little bit of a culture shock in uh, Salt Lake City, <laughs> Salt Lake City, Utah over the course of the week. Uh, I don't, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. I I feel as though they they kind of felt as as though their their city was kind of turned over and and flipped over, and uh, the NBA used it as as one of their uh, media launching pads for their for their brand. Um, and we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what the ratings were on the NBA All-Star Game. But, you know, Coach, if you said that the, the viewership is up 21% this year, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty pretty significant jump, um, I would imagine more people are watching. That would just mean that more people are watching the NBA All-Star Game. That's so, right. Um, all right. We've also today the AP new AP Top 25 came out uh, earlier today. And there was quite a shuffle up uh, in that. And, uh, you know, congratulations to the Tennessee Vols. I, the Vols, uh, well, congratulations to them on last Wednesday night. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, let me, <laughs> Are you just trying to dig that uh, knife in no, a little bit deeper? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to be <laughs> smarty pants on that. I'm just saying. Uh, congratulations to the Vols on their win over number one, at that time, number one ranked, uh, University of Alabama in Knoxville, uh, holding Alabama to their lowest point total of the year of 59 points, um, and the Vols took care of business last Wednesday night. As soon as Alabama was ranked number one on Monday, that that the, all that number one they enjoyed that for 48 hours before heading to Knoxville and um, getting beat handily in what was a very physical uh physical and just let them play type basketball game. I probably the most probably the most physical basketball game I've seen this year. Um there was kind of chippy. There was some, you know, there was some back and forth obviously between players. Pavlovich or whatever or whatever the guy's name was. Pavlovich. Guy's? No, not Popovich. That's that's uh that's the coach of the Spurs. Uh, the Pavel Whatever the guys, yeah. the guy that missed the free throws that Rick Barnes threw under the bus, mm-hmm. he was, uh, you know, he was fired up and little and a little upset, and he was ready to go, and and the tide, uh, the tide, basically was his victim that night, and
3: uh, yeah, well, I give props here, but Alabama played a massive. Game that Saturday before that Wednesday down uh, down in Auburn, Alabama, and yes. they come out with a victory, which that was, was a, which is a very physical. physical game. G- it was, and then uh, I, I told Clayton sitting up in here, I says, uh, I, "I dread this Wednesday night game with Tennessee because Alabama mentally and physically a little beat right now." And so sure, it showed it.
1: And it's two back to back road, two very physical back to back road games like that. It was, um, and and the environment doesn't get any more hostile did then uh, two places for Alabama. Alabama, right? Then at Auburn and it, and in Knoxville, mm-hmm. um, as far as trying to go in there and win, and uh, they got the victory at Auburn last Saturday, Saturday before last, excuse me. Uh, they did not against the Vols on Wednesday night, but then the then Alabama came back and poor poured poor poured Georgia got Alabama and Tuscaloosa on Saturday, and the tide went from Wednesday their lowest point total of the year fifty nine. To multiplying that times two to their highest point total of the year, one oh eight, as as they took care of uh, of Georgia, one oh eight to fifty, and they doubled up Georgia, one oh eight to fifty nine, in just what was a what was a beat down. So uh, it's going to be a great. I think this is probably going to be one of the most exciting March Madness Madness tournaments we've seen in a while. And I and mark my words. I think there are eight teams in the in in this country that could come out and win the whole tournament. When in the past, in the past, have a legitimate shot. 18, 18. In the past, I want to say there might have been, you know, legitimately half that many, three to four that can really play top quality basketball to win the tournament. But I say this year there's going to be about eight of them. Okay, the music's being. Queued up. That means we're going to take our first break. You're listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour on WKOM 101.7 FM Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Drake with Coach JD, Coach Mike. Give us a couple of minutes, and we're going to keep talking Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky basketball, and AP Top 25 when we come back.
2: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: We are back, and welcome in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach J.D. and Coach Mike. And I tell you what, I appreciate the little bump in music there. Coach Mike, uh, Alabama, uh, sweet home Alabama, Leonard, Skinner. And, uh, you know, this time last week, they came out number one in the country in basketball, ranked number one. Uh, and and like that target I, got real yeah, big. like said, <laughs> that, that lasted about a good 40 48 hours or so until Tennessee took care of business in Knoxville.
3: Well, Drake, uh, if you look back at when the season started, how many number one t- teams have been knocked off this year? Over 61% that was number one that's been knocked off.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, the par- the parity in the college ranks right now is just is- – Really, really, really tight. Two days ago,
1: and, I read an article,
2: uh, and
1: this is an article that's two days old, uh, but a bracketology preview. If, if you were going to start the tournament, you know, this week, a couple of days back, a day back. Uh, but as of Saturday, the top seeds would have been – the number one seeds would have been Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. And uh, the selection committee chair Chris Reynolds says that Alabama's 13 and four in quadrant qu- quadrant one games, which I guess that means upper tier programs upper tier that they tear them down into quadrants. Uh, it,
2: it, and, and I would assume it's about the upper 25% of the, of the league.
1: Okay, I got you. That's, that's the word quad. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and also uh, the thirteen and four rec- record of quadrant one wins or, or or games, thirteen and four record, and the seventy one to sixty five win at Houston put Bama, you know, over the top and and made them would make them a number one seed if the tournament was going to start today. Uh, and like I said, and I also said, let's see who uh, Purdue, Kansas, and Houston would be the other number one seeds. Now, uh, the Vols, after winning on Saturday, they had the luxury of going to Rupp Arena in Lexington and playing the Kentucky Wildcats, and uh, they, you know, they laid an egg in a sixty-six to fifty-four loss. As the number 10 vols went down um, to Kentucky, and that's that means Kentucky swept Tennessee this year. Yeah, zero and two. the halftime score of this game between the Vols and Kentucky this past Saturday was thirty-nine to nineteen. Nineteen points. Uh you know, you got to have more production than that. And of course, Kentucky at thirty-nine points is not a lot for college, but nineteen points.
3: But Tennessee yeah. started the day they was zero for nine in the first
1: quarter of that yeah, game. They, they missed. missed a, they missed ten of eleven hmm. of their of their first shots of the game. And you know, and, and and well, let's go back a little bit. It's the first sweep Kentucky's had of Tennessee. Since guess when, twenty fifteen? No, I'd, 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 a few years back, probably The first sweep mm-hmm. of Kentucky over Tennessee. La- oh, I think the last sweep. The, the, okay, the so last the time the the first the first sweep of of Tennessee was this past uh, this right. year. When was the last year that Kentucky swept Tennessee both games? Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, fifteen. 10. 2012, 12? 12, wow, wow, that's over 11 years ago. That's pretty significant. It is, yeah. Or that's a, you know, what, whatever, 11, 10 years ago, whatever. But I'm just saying that's pretty significant. When you say, I mean, that 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 means that you know they they've traded they've traded off home and home or whatever the deal is. Yeah. But you know, um, but I'm just saying. The Vols, if they want to get serious about competing and going deep into the tournament, you've got to get some – I mean, I understand they play great defense. Don't get me wrong.
2: Well, it's their defense that's been keeping them towards the top of the rankings right now. Their <laughs> offense right. is so sporadic. And I think, I think
1: Kentucky scary. and the Vols are tied in the SEC right now for like third place or something like that uh, in, their, in their wins and losses. But I'm – and let's get – you know, I, and folks know I'm an Alabama guy, and but I'm but I'm also a realist, and I also can talk about basketball and what it's going to take to win basketball games, and it's going to take more than 19 points and a half to win basketball oh, yeah. games. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I mean, you better be you better score more than 19 points in high school in a half if you want to win a basketball game.
3: Most girls basketball teams in high school scores more than nineteen points and a half. But
1: but an output of fifty four points is just not going to get it. You've got to, you've got to be able to go to somebody, and and in college and and have them, you know, uh, score some points for you. And I don't know if Tennessee has anybody that can do that. I just, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, over the course of the weekend, uh, Houston beat Memphis seventy two sixty four. Uh, Kansas beat Baylor 87-71, and Kansas trailed by 17 points in the first half of that ball game. Sure it did. And ended up uh, coming back and, and beating Baylor by, what, 16, I guess? That's what it was. Let's see there. Yeah, they are
3: down 17 and come back and won by 16.
1: That's right, 87-71. They won by six. They were down by 17 in the first half and won by, by 16. And Kansas is probably – probably at the top of the Midwest teams. Um, And I would say in the West, UCLA is probably the most consistent and best team in the West. And then in the East, you know, there are a handful of teams from Purdue to Bama to Houston, uh, you know, that possibly could take down the Nets uh, come the first weekend in April. At uh, the Final Four on that Monday night, Purdue uh, thrashed Ohio State, eighty-two fifty-five, and their big center, the seven-foot-four kid, uh, got his twenty-first double-double of the season. And double doubles for him—I mean, double uh, double-digit point scoring and double-digit rebounding. He had twenty-six points against Ohio State and eleven rebounds, and that is his twenty-first of the season. So, but then again, at seven foot four, you better, you better be scoring some and you better be rebounding some. And blocking some shots. That's right. You know, I mean, you're not going to make your hay uh, shooting three pointers Uh, anyway. And we're fortunately joined in the studio by my man, Clayton, the claw Harris. Clayton, how are you, man? (laughs) I'm doing well, Drake. How are you? Oh, it's just another day in paradise. It's so good to see you. How was hot Atlanta? It's Hotlanta. I've got a story to tell you all about Hotlanta one day. Uh, I, I'm not sure I can do it legally over the <laughs> over the airways, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. what went on in Atlanta this past week. Um, but we had a terrific time down in Atlanta. That's great. You know, Atlanta's a big city. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it is. I mean, it's a lot bigger than Columbia. Oh, uh, no you, doubt. I'm just no doubt. Right yeah. it's, uh, I want to say their airport is about the size of the city of Columbia. I mean, that thing – we stayed near the airport. I'm just telling you, it, it <laughs> it's it's big. Traffic you know? is awful. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. absolutely. Every 24 hours a day, you know, God. that main quarter that, that main 75 that goes right through the center of of Atlanta is just really something else and quite yeah. frightening to drive on. I'm just going to admit. Yeah, I, rush know, hour I'm, goes from
2: midnight to midnight, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I just turned I just turned 60, so I you know I don't know whether it, it's the age or what the deal, but it's, you know, it's kind of frightening to drive on that thing, you know. It is scary.
2: Yeah. Have they finished all their construction? No,
1: absolutely. No, <laughs> have, Every have, time I've gone have to Have you Atlanta ever known?
2: <laughs>
1: have you ever known? That's just an ongoing. That's, that's
2: <laughs> I've never been to Atlanta without hitting the construction zone somewhere. <laughs>
1: that's like the everlasting gobstopper yeah. or whatever on uh, Willy Wonka. It, it just never ends. It's just – they're constantly under construction in Atlanta. So, uh but uh, and, and Clayton, we were just talking about talking about the AP top top twenty five uh, that came out this morning, and I'm going to pull that up. But we're going to talk about how long Alabama, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee went to number two. They lasted what forty eight hours, a little over forty eight hours at yeah. it. Alabama, and, and we kind of gave Tennessee a hard time about that, and then Alabama goes to number one, and. Uh, Get, got beat. Yeah. <laughs> Lasted a little over 48 hours. Although
0: they did not drop as far as I thought they would in the new AP poll that came out today.
1: No. Um, and so, basically, the AP poll that came out this morning or around around lunchtime today uh, has Houston at number one at 25-2 and two is their record. And they were previously number two, so they move up a spot. Uh, Alabama dropped one spot. One spot? They were previously number one, and they're 23-4. and four. Now they... Art number two, Kansas is at number three, 22 and five, UCLA, UCLA uh, stayed at number four. So the top three kind of shuffled up, Alabama dropped to two, Houston went up to one from two, and Kansas jumped uh, UCLA and went to three. Purdue, uh, who got beat by Northwestern, and uh, uh, now let's see, was that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Northwestern beat him. That's right. Um, uh, drop down to number five at 24 and four. Virginia, by the way, has hit two under totals in a row mm-hmm. for Virginia, which I tell you people to bet the under when Virginia plays. Um, is it number six? Arizona seven, Texas eight, Baylor nine, Marquette is at 10. And the Vols come in at 11 at, with their record at 20 and seven. Um, uh, and then at number 12 is Gonzaga, Miami 13, Kansas state, 14, St. Mary's 15, Xavier 16, Indiana 17, Yukon 18, Creighton 19, Providence 20, Northwestern 21, San Diego state 22, Iowa state 23, TCU 24, Texas A&M 25. So all you SEC fans out there, Texas A&M at 25, Tennessee at, 11, and Alabama at two.
0: Yeah, and, you know, A&M's only one game back behind Alabama and the SEC. In um, the SEC.
3: You know why Bama didn't drop no lower than two? Because they hung 108 on Georgia Saturday. Golly,
0: Saturday. yeah. Yeah. one by 50. They doubled them up. And, I, you know, like I said, they doubled up. That's two losses that's, in a row where they've come back after a loss and just destroyed their opponent.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean what if what if you could what if you're Alabama could and you could stay on that plane you know what I mean I not not have the dip right <laughs> obviously right. but I mean you know the potential of the uh, we the you know the way that you can play if you're Alabama if you put your mind to it and get pissed off enough so it sounds
2: like the coach may need to s- just slap him before I the know. game and I'm, I'm, <laughs> sure, mad. I'm sure Oates
0: probably probably does probably gets <laughs> I mean, pretty close he, he's got 11 guys he can play it, it's the, at any the, given moment. yeah the the depth mm. is incredible so
1: yeah and talking about the northwestern that I was just I mentioned them earlier they they played last well in the evening I think it was a five o'clock start against Iowa and um uh Iowa's coach Northwestern beat Iowa by like twenty. Iowa's coach McCaffrey, yeah, got thrown out of the ball game. Now, is, oh, wow. now is he is he part of the McCaffrey family? Do you I, 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 don't, I don't. You don't think I don't there's think any so. relation I, I,
0: there? I, 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 I'll check and see. I don't think so.
1: No. Really. Okay. Well, anyway, he got he he contested what he thought should have been a 10-second 10, 10 backcourt violation, and I'm not sure where in the game. I just saw a clip of the video. I'm not sure where in the game it was. It was probably second half, and they were had fallen down by double digit points more than likely and he was trying to get his team fired up, but he was raising Kane about a ten a backcourt back 10-second violation that he thought should have been called against Northwestern. And um, he got a timeout and then said something unsavory. Untoward <laughs> unsavory towards or so, Towards the officials, and they promptly
2: he 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 very politely he very politely let him know that he and, did not agree with their and, call, right? And the, and the
1: official <laughs> kind of um, clapped his hands and pointed towards the outer extremities of the of the gym floor, the which the I think <laughs> meant that he had to go. So, um, anyway, uh, and and Clayton, what I was what I was ta- what we were talking about earlier, I, was, you know, the way that each week this. These these rankings are, and these teams are kind of jostling around and, and leapfrogging each other and dropping down. Man, this this March Madness is going to be, he's going to be
0: mad. It's going to be crazy. It, it really is because there's a lot of parody You you, you know anybody can beat anybody at any given time. Um, and Tennessee might need to go
1: fly back over to Europe real quick and the Eastern Bloc and see if they can pick up a couple <laughs> more big players over there. You know, they got all those players that have more vowels in their name yeah. than they do consonants. So I'm just wondering, you know, Pavlovich, <laughs> Pavlovich, or what? Most of <laughs> them tied up right now, though. He was kind of throwing his shoulders and elbows yeah, Wednesday little, night. If you watch that yeah, yeah, game. yeah, he was. I mean, he was. I mean, I'm not going to call a guy a dirty player, but I mean, he was, he was, he was borderline doing some dirty stuff Wednesday night. He was on the edge. For sure. Well, Clayton, we hate you missed the first
3: segment because we talked about NBA. Uh, no. And then remind me before the show ends today, I got a teaser for everybody in the room.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, and okay, can you can you update? This? Now this is something we just go. Well, we got thirty seconds to go on this. Right, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your text to me uh, yesterday. <laughs> Great. We got. Over overtime. overtime in NASCAR, and I was thinking, what in the hell does overtime in NASCAR mean? So we're gonna we're gonna explain. Have you explain that on the backside of this break? This Absolutely. is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We'll be right back. Give us two minutes.
2: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. We are joined by... Clayton the Claw, Harris, Coach J.D., and Coach Mike on the board. And we are having a big time. And this is our last segment. Um, And we're going to – right before we left, before the break, we've got our NASCAR expert in the house, which is – if you all didn't know, that is Clayton the Claw. And he's going to explain to me what overtime is in a car race.
0: NASCAR used to finish races under caution, and, and I was actually at Talladega when that happened. And Jeff Gordon won the race, and Del Earnhardt Jr., who was moving through the field, was going to win the race, but it ended under caution because NASCAR couldn't get the track cleared. So the fans threw a bunch of beer on the track, <laughs> and um, that doesn't Na- sound like NASCAR oh, fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Like two weeks later, they instituted the green-white-checker finish, which means a race. If you don't take the white flag and there's a caution, say, with two laps to go, uh, the race will uh, – they will restart the race. Extend it? They'll extend it. It goes in the overtime. So this was the longest Daytona 500 in history. Uh, so what happened? Uh, so you get a green flag, then a white flag, and then the checkered flag. Yeah, but what happened this weekend? I mean, there, there, what, was a, there was a big crash with two laps to go. Kyle Bush was leading the race, uh, and then they restarted, had another crash – before they got to the white flag, so they, you know, they cleaned the track, restarted again, and then finally, uh, there was a big crash there on the final lap after they took the white flag in turns one and two.
1: After there had been two crashes, yeah. so this is the third, third crash, thir-
0: third restart.
1: Yes, exactly. Within and, the last couple of laps of the whole of oh, yeah. the whole race, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, half the field was out. Well, let me ask you. this. Truck racing is infamous for this.
1: Okay, first of all, <laughs> is anybody hurt badly? No. Okay. Uh, second of all, why? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I go back to the Sterling Marlin days. I used to watch. Yeah. That's where I. That's when I kept up with sure. NASCAR to see sure. how Sterling was doing. So, uh, and I pretty much checked out of NASCAR since then.
0: I understand. But uh, why? Why is all? Why are all the wrecks happening? Because they're at, they're at a super speedway where it's all restrictor plate racing, which means you got a pack of 40 cars all drafting bumper to bumper, uh, and if you get out of that draft, they're gonna they're gonna run away because of aerodynamics. So it's basically you got it's basically about luck when it comes to Talladega and Daytona. If you can avoid the wreck and be around at the end, you have a chance to win. Well, Clay, the next
3: next gen car though they've come out with three years ago, it's side by side racing. Used to be the day they'd line them up and they'd stay in one pack, different packs. You go from the back to the front, front to the back, and come back. But right now they're lining them up, and you're two by two for the whole race, and you can't. Yeah, they
2: get get such long track, they get such long trains, and they're drafting Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. If the guy at the front makes a little bit of a mistake. Fishtails just a little bit and bumps the guy next to him, and all of a sudden you've got a domino effect.
3: But it's not drafting now; it's bumping. Yes. It's bumping each other. That's yeah. all they're doing.
0: Well, I mean, the next gen car came out last year, and the bodies were a little different. But they're, I mean, they're they're still they're still drafting. You know, they they used to. It all depends on the rule package. You know, they used to back in, they have tandem drafting where you partnered up with somebody, and it was like two cars together, two cars together. Um, I think it's more dangerous uh, them having the restrictor plate on by keeping them in these large groups. Uh, Sterling used to always make the argument, you know, take the restrictor plate off, and then it comes down to horsepower. You know, Mm -hmm. guys, Bill Elliott, two hundred twelve miles an hour. Who Whoever can cheat the best? Well, that happens anyways. Okay, in NASCAR, I mean, it's if you are not the old saying, if you are not cheating, you are not you are not (laughs) not winning,
1: (laughs) and you are not and you are not winning. Right. I mean, that's uh
0: no. And
2: it and happens. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, one of the big draws for the common everyday fan is the big one, the wreck. They like right. the
0: oh, yeah,
1: Just like fighting <laughs> just in hockey.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I mean I, you know, I, I, it's not a good hockey game unless a couple of fights
0: break out. You that, know. That's the big draw um, is the danger and the excitement and, and the crashes. And, um, yeah, fortunately, you know, NASCAR is really – Stepped up their game since Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed, which is hard to believe. This been twenty. As far as the safety, oh absolutely, does. Hans device, full face mat, uh, helmet now, and the safer barriers on the wall. that kind of give it a spring uh, when it when you hit. You're not hitting a concrete wall anymore. So, yeah, NASCAR kind of hit its peak on Sundays. Their Super Bowl and. Uh, now they're off to California,
3: and don't forget to mention that Ricky Stenhouse won the
1: race yesterday.
0: Yeah, Ricky Stenhouse from uh, now. Did he deserve to
1: win the game? Did, oh, I mean, yeah.
0: The, yeah. not game, but race. I mean, a- I mean, You know what I mean? Some, he, was, he was there at the end.
1: He was well, uh, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean mean no, that he it, was.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he had a good car. I I think Kyle Busch probably had the best car out there, um, and he, and that's after he crashed his primary car Thursday. So, uh, the Chevrolets look strong. He's uh, with
3: Hendricks now, right?
0: Uh, no, he is with uh, Richard Childress. Okay. in a Chevrolet or a Toyota? He's in a Chevrolet. Toyotas did not fare so well. Interesting. Well, there, there's fewer there's fewer Toyotas in the field than any other the manufacturer.
3: Well, Ford had the fastest cars all weekend.
0: Mustangs actually. were fast. I right. mean, and, and that's what happens at these restrictor plate races. The manufacturers get together with these guys and say, "You better stick together. If somebody needs a push or a bump, stick with a Ford or stick with a Chevy." And uh, it worked out. Interesting. Well, yeah, we got to follow up on this
3: breaking news today, and, and that's something we segue into, Clayton. But we had a gentleman walk into radio station today and said that Cole Elk would be playing football this fall.
0: I don't know. I don't. That is that fake news. That, that's what we call fake news. In okay. The what
2: oh. fake news? <laughs> okay. Well, we think about the cantaloupes
0: that get used for football. Yeah. Fake
2: the team. No. But you were going to start the team. <laughs> no.
0: No. I, I'm the Booster Club president, and when that gentleman came in earlier, I said "I said to myself, that's the first I've heard of that. So, no. Yeah. Okay. A little bizarre. I'd love for it to, but it, it's not happening.
1: Um, four days. You know what happened? Four, day, four days from right now, you know what happens? Anybody, got one? Anybody want to take a guess what happens four days from now? Golly, Drake, you got me on that one. Come on now.
0: February on. 24th.
1: February 24th. What happens on February 24th? Mike, you got to answer.
0: I major wrong. league spring, major league baseball,
1: spring training, spring, spring training starts in four days. Well, they call
2: the grapefruit league or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's coconut league, grapefruit coconut league. league. I've, yeah. I've been down to Plant City to, to watch. Uh, uh, the Red Sox. That's where the Red Sox train, and I've been right outside of Tampa, and that was a lot of fun. We had we had we went a couple of days to watch them. Your access to the players. I mean, they're right there. They're playing on like a how many people well, come play on them? like a college maybe a, a college stadium, a college type field. Greg, so. how many people there watching it? I would say when we Probably. were there, fifteen hundred maybe two thousand. Okay. 2000. okay. That's it. That means our hour is up. This has been the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back on the air this Thursday, 4 o'clock. Uh, you guys have a great rest of the week. Thank you for joining us.